episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Thanks very much for joining us on the Ever Black podcast. Um, Thanks for having me. No worries. Look, I wanted to start with saying, you know, Australia is a really new market for you guys to be in. I mean, mm-hmm. seeing as that, you know, you know, you're really well established over in Europe and you've got, you know, you've got you're, you know, a really good uh, mm-hmm. fan base, a lot of people who know who you are and what you do. You're coming to a country now that doesn't necessarily have that kind of recognition with you. How are you feeling about um, uh, how how you guys are going to work with the Australian audiences and how it's going to play out? I'm I'm not worried at all. I mean, if it comes three people or three thousand, doesn't matter. We're going to go out and do our thing, you know. And uh, super excited to come down for the first time and meet all the people. I mean, there's been some talking and requests from Australia over the years and uh, happy to finally come down. Oh, fantastic. Well, so, you know, there's, there's been a lot of false starts for this tour, obviously, over the last couple of years mm. where we've had some pretty, oh, yeah. pretty shocking situations. I mean, how did it actually come about that um, that uh, we, we've gotten you to come down here? Um, oh, we got, um, we, we basically, we got the uh, offer to come down from Silverback touring and uh, we were super happy to take him off on the offer and um yeah that's that's basically it i mean we uh, me and eric grommel the last singer we went down and played an acoustic set in 2016 i think it was in melbourne mm-hmm. and uh that kind of left you wanting more so there was an easy decision to just let's do it <laughs> Oh, fantastic. That sounds really cool. And and you bring yeah. down Crazy Licks as well, which, you know, another thing that I'm quite excited about, having been a Crazy Licks fan for quite some time. Uh, how did you Amazing rope those that. guys into joining uh, joining you? I know that um, half the band were already down here when everything went kind of pear-shaped last time. So Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, no, I think it was the promoter that uh, wanted it. But, I mean, we played together a bunch of times in Sweden. We're good friends. Crazy Licks, a yeah, great live band, and I mean, I'm I'm gonna be excited to see them every night as well. So, absolutely, I don't blame you either. Now, as, as I said, given that given that um, you know you're coming down here for the first time, if and when, mm-hmm. because we all know it'll happen, you guys get bailed up in a bar by someone asking you who you are. How would mm-hmm. you best go about describing who Heat are? Um, we are a Hard rock, heavy metal, melodic band from Europe, from Sweden. Uh, it's hard to describe. You know, we. It's easy to say we sound kind of like like a heavier sort of Europe, if, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, we're definitely inspired by the early '90s sort of heavy metal uh, rock, melodic rock era, mainly. But you know, we take in, influences from everything, like pop music and blues, or whatever. You know. So, but I don't, I don't have a good punchline to describe it. <laughs> I, I just well, realized. You don't have to think of one, mate. It's, it's, it goes down well. I tell you, I, I, yeah. I quite often describe certain bands. So there's, 
one band in particular I'm a big fan of down here. Um, they, they're called uh, they're called the Mark of Cain. They really haven't gone much further outside of Australia, but I often describe them as think Joy Division meets a great big punch in the face. Okay, right. So if you were if you were to if you were to sort of translate that to how you feel about heat, mm-hmm. what would you say? <laughs> uh, I'm, I think it's really like we are a 80s, early 90s heavy metal band with the sound of the you know 21st century. Okay, and, and going along those lines then, mm-hmm. you guys, the, the, the latest album, Force Majeure, it sounds huge, a really well-produced, really slick-sounding album. How well does oh, that, um, no worries, how well does that sort of uh, go across to the live setting where things can go a lot more wrong, <laughs> but it's, you know, it, getting, that, getting that huge sound in a live setting isn't always the easiest thing to do. How do you guys, how is it translating? You know, I, I think our, the, uh, <laughs> our albums are meant to be sounding like you're standing one centimeter from the PA and like blasting. It's like <laughs> it's super loud and compressed. It's like you really want that live vibe. So I guess if you're standing without earplugs at like front of house at the concert, that's, that's how I want the, the album to sound, even at low volumes. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we have a good sound engineer and he mixes us very well. Uh, so uh, I think, I mean, no one has ever complained about Heat Sound Live so far. <laughs> Fantastic. And with that, do you, uh, I mean, for, for guitars and bass, are you finding that moving over to a more digital um, <clears throat> setup is, is, is any help with that rather than having lugging around great big amps are you guys moving across to say you know axe effects and those kind of things now oh yeah we do it dave's doing quad cortex and uh, at the moment and um jimmy's had been using sound samples forever and um, i mean it's so much easier especially if you play smaller clubs it's like you don't have the i mean you can never really get rid of the drums and the cymbals um but we try you know it doesn't work Exactly. <laughs> Our sound engineer is always like, "Oh, I fucking hate cymbals." So, but um, that's why you don't let drums. But, but yeah, you know, yeah. But it's easier to have everything in the box, and you know, we bring our own uh, mixing system, and you have your like your your own monitors. You can set the levels yourself, so you're like super happy, super happy every night. So it's easy these days. Yeah, and so it's basically just drums that are live. Yeah, and you would have seen that change over the past 15 years of being a band from lugging the big heads to be actually being able to rely on digital technology to make um, make your tours a lot easier. Has that also brought oh, yeah. down the, the costs to getting yourselves on the road? I mean, definitely. I mean, it helps so much with doing clients to have a you know, lightweight gear and everything sorted. So we have the same like setup in the rehearsal that we bring on tour. Yeah. So we can yeah. just... You, you just you know how it's going to sound and our front of house knows how it's going to sound more or less so i mean it's it's definitely helped a lot rather than coming to a new venue with different amps every night and dave he would like he would spend hours to just tweaking the sounds you know? <laughs> now now he now knows how it is so it's way way easier bring it in plug it in off you go happy days there it now is look- 
you, you, your previous singer, Eric, had, had left the band a little while back now to join Skid Row. How much of an impact did it actually have on you guys that, he, that he's actually gone away to join such a, such a well-known and respected band? Well, first of all, he, he didn't really like leave Heat to join Skid Row. Uh-huh. He left Heat. And then he also, um, that was back in 2020. And then he had leukemia for whole 2021 that he battled. And then he was asked by the end of 2021 to join Skid Row. Uh, After he had sworn to himself if he would made it through the cancer, he would never stop singing. And he got the offer to join one of his favorite bands, which is a fucking fairy tale in song. But but, yeah, sorry, what was the question? (laughs) (laughs) How how much would you have on you guys? Has it has it actually brought you a little bit more uh, a more of the spotlight? Um, okay, we've got to check out Eric's old band now from from uh, Skid Row okay, fans. I, I, I guess it's hard to measure, but I, I guess I mean Heat's gonna be mentioned every everywhere in uh, in interviews and like what Eric X Heat is gonna say, you know. And obviously for America, that could be really good for us, where we haven't been touring either a lot. Well, speaking so, of which, have it. you have you got much in the pipeline for a tour in, in America or South America? Not really, and I, I can't believe that we don't because it would be awesome to go there and just, I mean, uh, just experience like being on the road in South America and in, in the United States and even Canada. You know, would be amazing, amazing experience, and we would love to do that. I mean, we played Monster Rock Cruise twice. I didn't make the last one because I got COVID one day before. Oh. Oh, so I, couldn't, so I couldn't fly out. That sucked. But yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it would be great for us to go there just to just to check it out, you know. Absolutely, and you know, it, 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 if you're going to go there, you may as well go for a decent length of time as well. Would you, would you find that hard? I mean, it sounds like you've got a family. Uh, everyone seems to have their own lives as well. How hard do you find that as a touring band now? Um. Well, it's always going to be hard, you know, uh, on on the family, and you gotta ask grandma and grandma a couple of times to hey, take him, you know. <laughs> but we we've also said that we don't we don't want to do you know super long runs because I mean, if we had been like if we were at this level in our early twenties, that would be awesome because then we will be out all the time, and you know, mm-hmm. we'll make we a, like a shit. living. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but we could make a decent living out of it as well. But you know, <clears throat> now it's like we we want to be out maybe three tops four weeks in you know in a row, and then it's gonna be back home for a couple of weeks at least, you know, to give support to family. Yeah, and you you mentioned so, there that you know you could make a decent living. Is it is it more that heat is is your passion project, and it's not necessarily where you, your main source of income comes from at this point. I mean, at this point, it's like it's getting there. Uh, but it, like through the years, I mean, it's a struggle to get like a bango, and especially if you play a like a date at the genre. <laughs> but uh, mm. I mean, I mean now, at least in Europe here, we're we're making. I mean, we're doing pretty good, and um, so. Uh, but like, if you were to tour all the time, you could probably make a pretty good living from it. But like, I'm. I'm producing other bands as, as well. So I love being in the studio and working with, with them. Um, so we have other stuff going on around Heath as well. So it's just, it's not all, we don't want to do like all touring because that's going to be too hard on us. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, yeah. you're not kids yeah. anymore, like you said. So exactly. it, sort of leading on from that as well is in the last couple of years, it has been, I mean, touring music has been shot to pieces and the whole mm-hmm. uh, the whole infrastructure around it has kind of been destroyed. And, and yep. it obviously had an impact on you guys. And I do notice that um, there's, there's a number of other projects that you've personally got going on what it, on mm-hmm. what seems to be the last couple of years. Has that been your way yeah. of being able to maintain what you're doing and, you know, maintain that passion by getting in the studio and doing those other projects uh, whilst we've I all mean, been locked down? I mean, definitely. I mean, it's mainly it's because I'm overly creative and I want, you know, I, I write so much more music than I can really get into heat. And that's why I kind of started this. Eddie, can you chill out a second? He wants a straw to his glass of milk. <laughs> well, Dad, get it but, right, mate. You've got to have the straw. You got it. And then he can um, blow bubbles and tip it everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> He's five, so he can behave. Oh, there you I've go, buddy. got a five-year-old as well. I know all about it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But, but yeah, um, that's why I kind of started New Horizon, which was like because I... Oh, I want to get these heavier tracks out and my, because I'm, com- I'm coming from this power metal background, really. I mm. grew up in early 2000s with this European way. We had Hammerfall, you know, Ed Guy. I love our maid and like, and obviously more, more 80s. But <clears throat> so I really want to get that out. And the other like sort of products I've, like the crown product, I'm, I'm actually just, I'm just the producer of the band, really. But they kind of, <laughs> can you be in the videos i'm like okay i can be in the videos he's like can you be on a photo shoot well sure okay i can be in a photo shoot so I <laughs> you're in the band like, i'm in the band but i'm like i'm not officially in the band you know it's like it's a weird situation but it, it, it is what it is and it's i mean it's fun and the new crown album and just we're gonna do the final mixes next week it's really good so that's what makes it worth and i mean it's, of course it's a source of income as well so yeah and how much how much is growing up in a place like Stockholm, which is like, I mean, it's one of the epicenters of great rock and roll uh, over the past twenty years, twenty or thirty years now. Um, mm-hmm. How much of an influence has that had on on your direction and you know the the way that the band came together? You know, we're from the same little suburb outside Stockholm as Europe, so that's obviously had an impact on us. We went mm-hmm. to the same high school, and you know, school. It's like you always had this, oh, Europe, which is like Sweden's biggest music export ever. And, <laughs> you know, final count. And you, you know, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you absolutely. There, there's not a person yeah, on but, this earth that doesn't know final countdown. Exactly. So it's like, that, obviously, being from this small, like, oh, you, you walk around as a kid, it's like, oh, is that where Joey Tempest lived? You know, there were <laughs> these, these rumors and everything. which was, was kind of magical to us to uh, like and then when we discovered like the 80s music you kind of fit europe into the whole like genre as a whole and like oof, there's so much more like to to find and explore and yeah so cool when you start listening to like bon jovi or whatever you know and started ripping everything off <laughs> but in the <laughs> end we kind of made our own thing i think <laughs> but you guys also have you know bands bands like the helicopters the backyard babies and all those kind of more garage uh leaning bands that you know it all it all blends into into the big uh, the uh, wider picture that um scandinavia has oh, yeah. 
an abnormally large amount of fantastic bands. What would you yeah. put that down to? I'm, I have, I get, I ask that all the time. I don't, I don't know something in the water, but I think that it's um, probably like a proud heritage and like there, there's a lot of good melodies coming from Sweden. I don't know why. Maybe it's our folk songs, or whatever, but it comes from somewhere. And obviously, I mean, we're very inspired by like an influence by at least in the recent years by America, you know. So mm. um, we're like it's it's kind of integrated into our culture, like in influence. So I guess it's easy, and I I guess America is still like on the global market, like the the leader of the cultural, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like with, when it comes to music and the billboard is still like, whoa, this is this is what ranks the, the most popular music in the world. At least for us Westerners. Yeah. So, um, well, well, I don't know. It, it also, I guess the state and the like communities help out to give us rehearsals easy and stuff like that. Well, that'd be, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? We don't get any mm. of that. So, right. and, and given, given that you guys have also got a, a, a much more condensed population than we do in Australia, say our national tour would be maybe eight shows, but that also covers a landmass that is larger than Europe. You know, yep. you guys that do a national tour would be substantially larger than just eight piddly shows, yeah? We could just walk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no way. I mean, we actually, the last eight years, we've only done like the big cities in, in, in Sweden, like Stockholm, Gothenburg and Malmö. Uh, maybe some something else up north was that because we you know we did this eurovision qualifier thing which is kind of a huge deal here in sweden mm-hmm. in 2009 i know australia is also in it in the eurovision oh, yes, right? we are. i know yeah. uh, one of the one of the um our entrant a few years back uh, her husband taught me to play guitar when i was a kid okay, okay cool yeah. Uh, but yeah we we went to the finals in that our song thousand miles was kind of a hit that summer and, you know, we, we played everywhere, like every little town in the whole of Sweden. And, we, and then when Eric joined, him had just one Swedish idol, you know, which also was a huge deal. We kind of kept going on that. And we played like everywhere, performers in the countryside. It was like, <laughs> then we kind of, okay, let's, okay, now we've done everything. Let's just play like the big cities. But I, I'm getting kind of excited to go out into the countryside again and play like for a bunch of people. We'll see. It's it's definitely more accessible, I guess, than Australia. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You'll be yeah. uh, uh, from one town to the next via plane, and then gone. I suppose. Are you staying yeah. longer after you finish the tour, or is it straight back home? We come in before. I hope, like maybe four or five days before, uh, to see. And I guess the first show is in Sydney, I think. So just stick around there for a couple of days, and you know, see the town. It would be awesome. Oh, fantastic! Well, you make sure you make John show you around the town, and um, oh yeah, and all. I mean, what are you looking forward to most about the the Australian tour? Playing the shows for sure. I mean, every <laughs> day, every night. Play- <laughs> yeah, but I mean, every night playing now after the pandemic is just pure joy. It's amazing to be back on the stage, uh, but amazing to see like the cities as well. I'm, as I said, I've been in Melbourne for a week before. It was great cool to see sydney and brisbane and 
the, the fourth city. I can't remember at the moment. Uh, I think Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. Are you going to Adelaide or are you going to Perth? Yeah, Adelaide. Yeah. Adelaide, yeah. Poor old Perth always yeah. misses out, but that's what you get for being well, the most remote city in the world. Mm-hmm. All right. Look, mate, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Absolutely. What's next, My what's next for Heat? I mean, you guys have got this album out now. Uh, you're, you're busy promoting it all over the place. Yeah. Where do you go yeah, to from always... here? I mean, sounds like you're on the cusp of just that next level. Yeah, I mean, we're working. We're always pushing forward, you know, onwards and upwards. And, I mean, just this near future, on uh, this weekend, we're opening for Toto in Finland, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is pretty cool. And kind of a circle close because our first big arena show was in Sweden, open for Toto in 2007. Oh, so wow. um, really cool to play with them again. See Joseph Williams sing. That would be awesome. Oh, fantastic. I'd, I'd love to check that out. Uh, I, may, I may well do at some stage. I'm um, being asked to come across in November. A friend of mine runs mm. um, The Abyss in Gothenburg, and she's got oh, okay. her, um, uh, the, the Abyss Festival that she wants me to come along to. So may end up over right there on. again sometime. Cool. You're very welcome. Excellent. Look, thank you very much, Jonah. I can't wait to see you guys out here. I'll be I'll be at the Brisbane show, and uh, I'll cool. come up and have a beer with you. Nice. See you in a little over a month then. So that's soon. Awesome. <laughs> I think so. All right, mate. You look after yourself, and I'll see you soon. You too, man. Have a good one.